0: How much time are you spending thinking about doing a thing versus actually doing the thing? If those numbers, the time is skewed, right? Then it's time that we start to prioritize taking the aligned action. And the truth is, is that you can actually do less of it if you just do it. (laughs) That is still necessary. So are you fooling yourself? Into thinking that you are taking action, that you are applying things, that you are integrating what's really going on. This is Euphoric Evolution, a podcast all about inner spiritual growth for abundance, where we bridge the spiritual into the practical, the energetic into the physical. I'm Mikosi Jezer. I'm a spiritual teacher and oracle speaker and author, and I'm passionate about catalyzing tomorrow's leaders into consciousness and transformation. So if you're a spiritual seeker and know you're called for more, let's begin your transformation. Do you ever wish that you could experience more time? and have more time freedom. Well, in today's episode, we're talking about why you need to actually focus on managing your energy, not your time. Now, if this is your first time here, I think it's important for me to catch you up to speed. One of the most common challenges or reasons that people come to work with me and my team is this desire to create more time, to find a way to actually enjoy their life and have the time to spend with family, pick up certain activities, hobbies, just rest more. If that sounds like you, this is probably going to be extremely helpful for you to start to shift how you are thinking about time. There's so much content about time management hacks, time blocking, putting, you know, every single minute on your schedule and 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 What ultimately happens is we end up with a bunch of people who have a planner that is filled to the brim and you feel suffocated. Now, who am I to be talking about this? Well, I have run successful businesses as a mom with a child at home for most of his childhood. He's 11 now. And now I'm actually homeschooling and not just putting him on a virtual school. I'm actually homeschooling him and doing all of the planning. Uh, the actual hands-on teaching. And because of that, I likely have maybe 15 hours a week to work on my business. And even before this, I would say I probably was working on my business 20 to 25 hours a week. Now I didn't do that right out of the gate. My very first business a decade ago, full transparency, but he was a toddler. Back then. And so my relationship with time was very different. I was running my business in a way where I could grow from my toilet. (laughs) It sounds silly to say, but no, legit. I was like, how can I grow this thing in the 10 minutes that I am peeing? (laughs) Oh, I got 25 minutes because I'm going number two, right? That was legit my thought process around the business. So I've spent a lot of time with this, get that, been a lot of time, er, er. (laughs) I've spent a lot of time with this topic of really understanding how to change your relationship with time and how by changing your relationship with time, you can actually create more. You can actually bend reality. Now, when I say create time, that doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to go and actually put more hours on the calendar. It doesn't quite work that way. What it actually (laughs) looks more like is by using some of these insights that I'm going to share with you, you will actually experience more time. Now, a great example of this, if you have had a chance to watch anything on my YouTube, you can check out Jenny Ward's case study where we worked together and were able to drastically cut her time. If I'm remembering correctly, it was about half. So we cut the time in her business by half and her revenue increased that year. I want to say 33%. And then we did that even more the second year and her revenue increased again. And she was ultimately able to sell that company for half a million dollars, which is incredible. And now she's doing the work that she feels is is really her calling, her legacy on this planet. So I was thinking about her and what were some of the things that we really needed to shift in order for that to happen. And the first key that you've got to understand is that time itself is finite, but your energy is renewable. So, what this means is that you do have a limited amount of time and I can't just give you more. But what I can do is help you to renew your energy. Our energy is flexible. We have access to insane amounts of energy when we are aligned. When we are not aligned, we end up draining that renewable resource. So understand that your energy is renewable. So when you prioritize your energy, first and foremost, you will have access to greater levels of energy every single day. Okay. Now, one of the pieces that's so important, though, for renewing your energy, which high performers really struggle with, is rest. Yeah. Seems counterproductive. But if you actually allow yourself real rest, true rest, not rest where you are still working your brain or scrolling TikTok, that's not real rest. But actual restorative nurturing rest can create vast amounts of energy at a later time. So this is kind of like the concept of the gym. A lot of people think that, oh, if I want to build muscles, I have to work out. And while there are some actions that you need to take, you need to pick up the weights, you need to move your body. Yes. The truth is, is that that's a very small percentage of time, but it's actually in the rest that your muscles grow. So it's the same thing with our energy. When we rest, we actually grow our capacity for energy and we're able to access greater levels of our energy. But when we do not allow ourselves a real break, real, true rest, when we don't allow ourselves to actually do nothing, our energy does not regenerate in the way that it can. So if you've been experiencing burnout, look, are you struggling with rest? If I told you right now to give yourself five minutes of actual rest, no phone, no book, I mean, books can be helpful, but just let yourself be for five minutes, right? Notice if that is a struggle for you. If that's a challenge, then step one, you want to start getting into the practice And shifting your relationship with rest and really prioritizing rest, even though it seems counterproductive, even though it feels like, oh, I should be doing something, I should be busy right now. You've got to reprogram how you see your value because we think our value is based on being productive, but it's not. Even if we're talking about the value that you create in business or in your career, it's also not tied to being productive. That's a topic for another day. The next piece that we really want to look at is understanding that we have four zones of competence. When we understand what activities, what skills, what habits and behaviors fall into each of these four categories, then we can start to master our energy. So the zone that really takes the most energy the most effort from you is your zone of incompetency. So this zone is where you spend time and energy doing things that not only are you not great at, you're not good at it, you also hate doing it. So there is multiple layers of resistance that's happening there. And anytime we have resistance, if you think about physics, right? You're having friction, it slows your momentum. And you have less energy. So the very first thing that we've got to start looking at is, okay, how can we remove those zones, those things that are in your zone of incompetence? How can we start to remove some of those things? Number one, do you even have to do them? And number two, if you do have to do them, is there a way that we can navigate that's still getting done, but maybe you not being the one to do it, or maybe you are using something to support you in getting it done and on and on and on. But we want you to have. In this category, the smallest number of activities on your calendar. And your goal should always be to get to zero. There's no incompetence on your schedule. That's not always the case, but that's what we want to shoot for. The next zone is your zone of competence. Now, this one's a little bit trickier because this is where you actually can do it. Like, I can make a graphic in Canva, (laughs) I can do it, but I'm not. Well, number one, just because I can do it doesn't mean I'm great at it. And number two, it also doesn't give me energy to do it. I don't like doing it, right? And so after you have removed the activities from your zone of incompetence, this is the next area that you want to start to take off of your plate. Now, this one is also the one that I find people struggle with the most to let go of, right? Because the things that you hate and you're not good at usually are a bit easier to let go of unless you are completely like, if you're really a control freak. (laughs) then even those can be hard to delegate or find a solution for. But your zone of competence is the trickiest one, in my opinion. Because if you got competent at something, that means that you probably had to work really hard to get good at it. And we tend to really value those things that we worked hard for. And we live in a society that really promotes. If you worked hard for something, that's what you should be proud of. And we build our entire identity around overcoming these things that were really hard for us, right? And that's why that's, it can be so hard to let go of those things because you worked hard for it. And now you wear it like a badge of honor because you can do it and you worked hard, but- this also is not the best use of your energy. Where we want to see you using your energy and the majority of the activities on your calendar being, we want them to be either in your zone of excellence or in your zone of genius. It can be tricky to kind of tease these out and it takes some time and and a little bit of data gathering from the experiences that you're having. But your zone of excellence, this is where you are great at what you do and It doesn't take a whole lot of energy, but you haven't accessed flow yet. You don't hate it. You're good at it, but it doesn't make your heart sing. It doesn't light you up, really. So people might still come to you because you have an expertise here, or, you know, maybe it's something that you have built previous careers off of, but this is not your calling. Okay. So it's okay to have some of those activities on your schedule because they're not going to take a ton of your energy, right? but what we really want you to do is to have your genius on your calendar as much as possible all right as much as possible you know when i was thinking about making the decision to homeschool and looking at what was like the most aligned thing for my son even though i was resistant in a lot of ways cuz i'm a very person that loves some alone time and i was essentially from my perception sacrificing my alone time but what i realize now is that by homeschooling, I was also adding more of my genius onto my schedule. I've been teaching in some form since I was my son's age, essentially. I've been teaching in some format, mentoring, tutoring. I was a volunteer teacher, tutored physics and biology and geometry. So I've been teaching in some way for a long time. And so having that on my schedule And also the work that I'm having to do in just really understanding all the different ways people learn is also supporting me in my genius, right? So when you're in your genius, how do you know something is in your genius? Well, that's when you are able to access flow, the flow states. That's when you're able to experience a dissolution of time where time disappears and you're able to seemingly do more than you thought you were capable of doing. In fact, when you are in your flow, you are able to do probably 10 times as much as when you're in your zone of excellence. So this is really key for mastering your energy and mastering your time, because imagine what would happen. Imagine how your life would look if you spent even just a tiny fraction more time. Let's say you spent one more hour a week in your genius than in your incompetence, right? And the difference between what you're able to accomplish between the two is drastic. In Your zone of incompetence, you, maybe you spend an hour and you're able to get one activity done and it took a, a lot of energy. Now you're drained. You need to go take a nap. But then you spend that same hour in your zone of genius and you were able to get 10 times of your life, uh, excellence. Let's say like probably 20 times more, right? I'm sure I could quantify this. Now I'm going to be, <laughs> this is going to be my new Roman Empire, trying to quantify the difference of energy use between your zone of genius and your zone of incompetence? Like what is that factor difference? But I don't have to have the data. Look at your life. Just go look at your life. Look at your experience, right? How much more are you able to get done when you are in your genius versus in your incompetence? So if you wonder why you have not yet been able to create your aligned reality and why you don't feel like you're getting momentum, this is a very good place to start. How much time are you in your genius versus how much time are you in your competence? The last piece of this, which I feel like is talked about, but maybe not done as much, which is really understanding that there really is only 20% of activities that we're doing that is creating 80% of the results. And the more ruthless we are about that, about finding that 20%, about cutting out what is not that 20%, the more we are able to create just an incredible, extraordinary reality with less effort, with less forcing, with less pushing. Now, I feel like I also need to be real here because I see one of the most common patterns in the transformational space is... Where we want to feel like we're making progress. And so we spend a lot of time thinking about making progress. I call this, and I'm not the only one who calls it this, but this is essentially mental masturbation where we feel like we're doing a lot because we are thinking about doing something so much, it feels like we effort it because our mind can't tell the difference really between doing the thing and imagining doing the thing, which is a beautiful thing. But what actually creates transformation is when we take this intangible thing and we make it tangible through our aligned actions. We also have got to understand if we're talking about energy here, right? We're going to just talk about calories. Our brain burns more calories than physical activity. So it's going to take more energy from me to sit and think about and strategize and plan and organize and get coaching on and, and, and around doing a live video that will take vast amounts of energy to do versus actually doing the live video. It's actually amazing. (laughs) Once you figure that out, once that really becomes known in your body, and you can start getting awareness around all of the places that you are fooling yourself into thinking that you are doing something when you're not. I don't say that to negate the progress that you are actually making, because I think sometimes we're blind to that, but also like we need to be real and do some real inner reflection. How much time are you spending thinking about doing a thing versus actually doing the thing? If those numbers, the time is skewed, right? Then it's time that we start to prioritize taking the aligned action. And the truth is, is that you can actually do less of it. If you just do it, (laughs) that is still necessary. So are you fooling yourself into thinking that you are taking action, that you are applying things, that you are integrating what's really going on, right? So I could go on this topic for a really long time. If this landed with you, if you had any ahas, please let me know either on Instagram at the Royal Shaman, or if you're watching this on YouTube, you can drop it in the comments below. I so, so, so love that you tune in every single week and I can't wait to see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Euphoric Evolution. If you found this valuable, be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review with your biggest takeaway. Be sure to share with someone you care about if you know they'll also find value in this episode. You can also visit theroyalshaman.com to take my free consciousness quiz where you'll uncover your current stage of consciousness, identify your current blockages, and define which steps you can take next to align with your highest potential. You can also see the show notes to find our socials. In euphoria.